We'd like to thank Noda by M&T Bank for their generous support of this podcast. To learn more, visit TrustNoda.com. Terms and conditions may apply. Hello, and welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. This is Carl Morrison, Advanced Certified Paralegal and host of the Paralegal Voice on Legal Talk Network. And today I am on special assignment hosting this episode, which is being recorded from the ABA Tech Show 2021. And joining me now, I have Laura Keeler. She is a law practice advisor with Massachusetts Law Office Management Assistance Program. And welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you, Carl. It is a pleasure to be here. I will say that I have been listening to Legal Talk Network actually for several years. So it is a great uh, surprise and honor to be with you, especially to talk about ABA Tech Show because I love ABA Tech Show. So this was my first year uh, to do the tech show and I I'm have fallen in love with it. So they've got another <laughs> follower. <laughs> <laughs> So before we get started, I kind of want to talk just a little bit about yourself. So if you'll tell the listeners, you know, what is a law practice advisor and what do you do? What's your big 30,000 foot view? So a law practice advisor at Mass Lomap, we are part of a community of practice management advisors that are across the U.S. and Canada. And it's actually a wonderful role. I feel so lucky to have found this part of the legal services industry, what we do is we help attorneys and other legal professionals. We're generally associated with state bars, or as in my case, MassLomap is an entity of the state of Massachusetts. People call in, it's for free, it's for confidential consultations about better running their practice. We also write a lot of articles, do presentations. So a lot about helping attorneys learn how to be more efficient with how they do things. My specialty is sort of within legal tech. Love it. Absolutely love it. And I'm really excited to talk with you today about this particular topic. And Laura, you just wrapped up presenting here at ABA Tech Show on a topic that's entitled Reconfiguring Offices and Best Practices for 2021 and Beyond. And it's funny because I proclaimed to anyone that would listen to me last year at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, that when we started working remotely, that I said, this is going to be the new normal and this is going to be the new life for the legal industry. And here we are. We're discussing the future of workspace and in light of the changes that have really occurred as a result of the pandemic. So my first question for you is, Kind of from the 30,000 foot view from, you know, looking above in, you know, tell us your thoughts about the future of physical workspaces and the shift from working in the office to working remotely. Do you think that the pandemic really accelerated that shift from what you talked about in your presentation, the brick and mortar to alternative work environments? Or do you think this is something that's just been around and this is just sort of the byproduct of working remotely that we're starting to do, see this. Talk a little bit about that. Well, first of all, you are very prescient to have been able to see last year that this is where we would be headed in 2021. 
this is something that the legal industry was trending towards before to going more with remote work, more hybrid remote work environments, but the pandemic has greatly accelerated it. As one example, for the number of people before the pandemic that expressed interest in expressing it, working at least one day remotely, as compared to a few months ago, has more than doubled. So this is something that has really come about in this year, and it's applicable not only for the rest of 2021, as firms may be starting to go back to the office in spurts, but also looking for beyond if they want to think about reimagining their workspace, potentially shrinking the footprint of their firm. It has a lot of flexibility in these options, and I think it definitely was accelerated by the pandemic, but this is something we'll see far beyond just the pandemic response. So you mentioned a data point there, and I'm a data nerd. So I'm going to ask you my data question that I have for you, because you talked about this in your presentation. You talked about how pre-pandemic that 30% of the people surveyed wanted to work from home. And now, just recently, 70% of the respondents want to work remotely for from this mm-hmm. point forward. So Do you think that desire, that doubling of that desire or that doubling of that number is really a desire to work remotely as a result of the fluke, what I'm calling the fluke of the pandemic? Or do you think it's just like people are seeing the benefit of really working remotely or in a hybrid type of situation? I think they're seeing the benefits of it. The legal industry, as we know, is often resistant to change. The pandemic, this was something that firms were forced into. And so a lot of presumptions about challenges with working remotely, some of them did come true, largely because a lot of firms didn't have strong plans in place when they had that original conversion. But we also saw a lot of those presumptions about you know, would remote workers be as productive? Would they be as successful? Would they be working the hard hours in the day? A lot of those has flown out the window as people have seen how well it can work. And by the way, when we're seeing how well it works, this is still in the context of the pandemic when people are helping care for sick loved ones and parents and children and everyone else. There have been a number of studies that show actually people are putting in far more hours working from home than they did in the office. But the upside is that you don't have those long commutes anymore. Right. Exactly right. And that's a, a big issue, I think. And I, I think there's a lot of, of advantages and disadvantages to working remotely in a hybrid type of role. And do you think that most law firms and for the listeners before the show Laura and I were talking and come to find out Laura is also a certified paralegal as well and so I kind of want to tie this in as well besides the law firms and law you know practice management individuals do you think and paralegals do you think paralegals you know when they're looking at this what would you say is their greatest threat or disadvantage to working remotely Oh, gosh. First of all, I think paralegals are the untapped resource in so many firms. I So I am part of the board of directors of my state paralegal association. As you mentioned, I'm a certified paralegal myself, having done that before becoming a law practice management advisor. There is so much that paralegals can do substantively as far as drafting documents, as far as helping with discovery, 
there's a great deal of work. And I think the way to maximize that is to really have good, clear communication systems Mm -hmm. so that the whole firm is on the same page as to, are they having their communication shared in a central location? Are they using good law practice management software or project management software so everyone is on the same page? Because if they have their paralegals into the loop strongly and they're able to collaborate on documents, as a lot of these legal tech platforms now allow much easier collaboration, I think that they will see the huge amount of work that paralegals can do far beyond what used to be legal administrative work. Um, and it's, it's really quite substantive. So I would hope that firms see the potential there. Would you say that communication, as we're talking about working remotely, would you say that communication is one of those issues that can be a disadvantage? Because you don't have the in-person, I can't just go next door to my supervising attorney to chat with them about K-sex. You know, now I'm miles apart, you know, and there are other forms of communication. Would you say that that would be a disadvantage of working remotely? That is a, just a, a, nat, a disadvantage that you don't have the natural exchange of ideas, the natural communications of, you know, your fellow teammates um, are right down the hall from you. You may be walking down your manager's office, you know, on the way to the lunchroom. And if you have an update pop in, it's so much easier when we're working in the same physical space to keep in good communication with each other. It can be done remotely, but I think that people have to be a lot more intentional about it because those natural updates won't always be happening. What would you say is a great one of the greatest advantages to the working remotely situation? I think the greatest advantage is the flexibility that it gives you a flexibility on both where you work and when you work. So something that I deal with a lot of lawyers is people are always rushing up on deadlines. There's too much to do. They're having struggles with trying to get it all done. And something that is really helpful in time management strategies is that everyone has their own unique power hours. So some people, for example, are most effective working on their hard substantive work in the morning or maybe in the afternoon, some are the evening, some are the very early morning hours. It is very individualized. And if you can try to tap into what your employees and your teammates natural abilities are to let them work when is most effectively for them, where is most effectively, and also to recognize that to avoid office burnout, you need to have more work-life balance Certainly the law is an area that people put in an awful lot of hours, but working remotely or hybrid workspaces will also give you, for example, the option to do working in the afternoon, take some time off, have dinner with your family, put the kids to bed if you have them, then go back for a few hours and then go back today. You can really, it's a lot more flexible in both when and where you work. And I think that that is by far the greatest advantage. That's probably a reason why that you've you know seen the doubling of the numbers in the result of the pandemic is people have seen the benefits, the greater benefits of being more flexible. Uh, I can throw a load of laundry in and still you know work on discovery responses, you know things of that nature. So um, yes, 
One last question, and I could do a full show on this, and maybe I'll have to do a full show on this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So you talked about in your presentation, and again, I kind of geek out on stuff, and this is one, one area that I was like, oh, this is really interesting. You talked about office hoteling. And to be honest, that was a term I'd never heard about before. And I thought I was pretty, you know, much had my finger on the pulse of most everything legal industry. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I've never heard of this. This is really fascinating. So to those that may not have attended the session and maybe want to actually now go back and listen to the recording of your particular session, give the listeners a little bit of a teaser. What is office hoteling? So first of all, you are not alone in not having heard of this. It's a concept that has been around for a few decades, but it really has been gaining steam over the past year as people see how applicable it is to current circumstances. And I will note too, that when I was doing research for my presentation, some areas spell hoteling differently. For example, in the US, they spell hoteling with one L. If you look on sites, for example, that are more based in Britain, they'll spell it with two L's. So as this area evolves, we see some evolution with the terms. In short, hoteling is thinking about having workstations for just in time. If we think about the traditional law office model, most people had a permanent workspace, which is where would be their desk Monday through Friday that they would go into every day. In contrast for hoteling, you were scheduling where you are going to work ahead, sort of similar to you might schedule a conference room. And this could be done at your physical office that say, you know, we're going to discuss, um, you know, this project here, all of the employment law uh, team is in on Monday and Tuesday, everyone will reserve a workstation, then maybe, you know, another group is in on other core days. It can also apply for co-working spaces on thinking about scheduling workspace for when you need it at that time. In fact, I will let your listeners know too that Office Hoteling, I also heard about it on one of the other Legal Talk Network podcasts. It was Jim Calloway and Sharon Nelson, I believe on their Digital Detectives, and they spoke a few weeks ago about part of the future of the law office, and they saw hoteling was one of the areas it could go. In fact, one of them, I believe it might have been Sharon, talked about she could foresee the day in the future when not only would you schedule the room ahead, but we might get to the point where the technology would have, you know, a a digital sign on the door that says, you know, Attorney Jones is in today, and it would just keep up with the scheduling applications. We don't have such uh, logistics to handle that yet, but maybe that's where we're going to. It's around the corner. I'm sure it's literally around the corner at the rate we're going. Well, Laura, again, you and I could sit here and talk all day on this. And um, (laughs) sad to say that we've reached the end of the road uh, for this particular episode. But I want to thank our guest, Laura Keeler, for joining us today. Really appreciate you uh, coming and talking with us on this. Oh, this was completely my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Carl, and Legal Talk Network. As I said, I've been a big fan of your network, and I'm a huge proponent of ABA Tech Show. One of the things I'll mention, too, that is great about ABA Tech Show this year is that once the conference concludes, unlike in years past when you could only see things live, 
attendees will actually be able to see things for 30 days afterwards. So if you didn't have time to catch a session, you can go watch it afterwards, which is wonderful because there are so many great sessions to see. There are, and there were certain sessions yesterday that I was not able to attend and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go back and listen to them. So um, really excited about that. So thank you again, Laura. And thank you listeners for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please rate and leave us a review in your favorite podcasting app. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.